Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. 95% of the agents I'm seeing that have that optimism, this is not their first rodeo. So that's why they have the optimism because they understand. Anyone that's more of a rookie, not just to sales in general, but maybe even they're new to an area. That makes things different too. I'm a big believer in affirmations. I'm a big believer in mindset and really the power of what you say and what you think. But I think the bigger thing is when we have this negativity cloud over us, we miss opportunities. We're not in a mindset to even be aware and think outside of the box and be creative. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Belt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they learn navigating this ever-changing industry. Before we begin, here's a word from our sponsor. The real estate market changes every day, and these shifts are causing more confusion and fear than ever. What consumers really want is an expert who can connect the dots and explain their options simply and effectively. Keeping Current Matters is changing the way agents educate their clients by giving you trusted insights that build confidence and timely marketing content that helps you stand out from the competition. Keeping Current Matters makes it easy to be the market expert so you can spend more time on what matters most, your clients. Visit trykcm.com forward slash Realtrends to learn more. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where we speak to the brightest minds in real estate about leadership, business growth, trends, and strategy. I'm your host, Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends. Today, I'd like to welcome Dr. Lee Davenport, a real estate coach and author specializing in helping real estate professionals grow and teaching others about fair housing. She has degrees in business administration and legal studies and was a managing broker and mentor for one of Atlanta's top REMAX franchises before choosing to share her knowledge to build up the profession. So welcome, Dr. Lee. Thanks, Tracy. So good to be here with you. Yes, it's nice to finally like see you because we've been working together for a little while now, but um, it's been all through email. So so thanks for joining the podcast. Um and I love that you have a nickname, um, and it's the Fair Housing Equalizer. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. We'll start with that. And you kind of developed a list of simple questions that people aren't asking, but should be because they're critical to fair housing being realized. So talk to me a little bit about that and, and your thoughts on maybe common mistakes that real estate agents make without even realizing that they're making them. Ooh, that's so good. So <laughs> a lot of lot packed in there. <laughs> I'll start with the last thing you said, and that is some of the common mistakes. You know, um, sometimes with fair housing, it's not always that we are actively against someone. Mm-hmm. More times than not, it's that we are. Matter of fact, okay, and this kind of goes into probably what we'll talk about later in regards to the market, but I'll t- 
tie it in. Now, a common thought for business, not real estate, but just business, any B-schoolers out there know, you know, we are taught to identify this target profile. We're taught to focus on our niche or niche, however you want to say it. So we are taught to really just hone in on people. Our industry, however, that's a big no-no. We have to stay as broad as possible, be open to any and everyone. And one of the things I'm going to mention later about how to market in this business is even though we are not focusing exclusively on a niche or a niche, we can say, hey, I'm willing to serve any and everybody plus... Here are my additional resources to help someone maybe going through a divorce or to help some of these other people. So the fact is, if we can always say, I am open to serving any and everyone, that's a win. But the moment we get into these silos, these tunnels of this is the only type of property I want to serve. This is the only type of people I want to serve. Watch out. We're going to get into trouble. (laughs) Yes. And I love that you use the word serve um, because, you know, you are serving others, serving the community. And with that mindset, I really think it sets uh, a real estate agent's business up for success. Absolutely. yeah. And, and so I wanted to get into a little about that and get into like the, the meat of our uh, podcast, which is just actionable strategies in that um, for real estate agents. And um, I know that there you talk to a lot of real estate professionals and you coach a lot of real estate professionals. And I want to start with what are you hearing from them about the market or their biggest challenges and and what are you finding? How has that changed from maybe even like eight months ago? Yeah, here is the interesting thing. And I've been, I've been, as you mentioned, I've been on the road quite a bit. So I love, for me, it's a lot of fun because although I'm based in Atlanta, I get to see and hear what's going on around the nation. So I've been on the road and here's the it's interesting. It's almost, I don't know. I, I, I'll just explain it and then I'll try to give a term to it. But here's what I've been seeing. Professionals that are in the street, in the field every day, they are actually fairly optimistic because, you know, this is the end of 2022. We're already business planning for 2023. That's what this time of the year is. And there is a thread of optimism through the practitioners, those in the field. But here's the thing that I'm kind of grappling with, and that is between the news, between managers, brokers, coaches, they're the ones that are like, oh my God, the sky is falling. Oh my God, what do we do? And I'm still, like I said, I don't know quite how I want to explain this phenomenon I'm seeing, but I'm I'm very encouraged that the people that are in the field understand a couple of things. One, that everyone needs some place to live. And we there's land is not being created except for the people that are hoping to go to Mars, right? <laughs> but right here, right, yeah. <laughs> there's no more. And I love that. So it's very encouraging. The second thing is many of them, which is what I like to talk about, um, I call it profiting with your personality. But again, for my B-schoolers out there, the B-school term is 
knowing your unique selling proposition or your competitive advantage, right? The agents in the field get it. They're saying, look, listen, I need to double down on what makes me stand apart. And I'm like, yes, you get it here, here, here. So believe it or not, my conversations have been more with managers, coaches, and those of us that are kind of in that Debbie Downer, oh no, the sky is falling. What are we going to do mode? Interestingly enough. So I went around the mulberry bush, (laughs) but I hope that makes sense. No, that's interesting. And and so what are your tips for developing that that because a lot of agents aren't really sure what their their value proposition is and even brokers um I went to the NAR conference the National Association of Realtors and in one of the broker sessions a small broker got up and said, you know, I'm losing agents to these um low fee or transaction fee brokerages and I don't know how to keep them. And the the answer was you don't understand your value then, um, or you're not communicating that value. So offer, let's offer some tips for brokers and for agents on developing that and, and really communicating that. Yeah. You know, again, it's just, this is, this is where I geek out. I feel like I'm such a nerd when it comes to these type of things. And by the way, this is what I got my doctorate in. So business administration, but really studying specifically the strengths. How do we identify our strengths? How do we excel in those strengths? And then I did that based off of the top 1,000 agents in the nation. So really got to understand what makes those of us that are, everybody has their own definition of success, right? It's not just monetary, but those that are in the top, as far as monetary is concerned, kind of what, what helps us identify those strengths? So I'll just start from that standpoint of the research that we've done. We used the personality profile disc, which I know some firms actively use. For those that may not be familiar, there's so many different personality tests out there. I know some people like Enneagram, some people like Myers-Briggs. It doesn't matter, honestly. Um, The point of using any of these should be to identify who you are and what you do best. With this, though... There's only four personality types, so it makes it a little easier. So you've got dominant, which are the people that are like time is money, right? Let's go, let's go, let's hustle. Then you have the I for influencer, what I affectionately, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but I call them chatty Cathy's. They're the person that they could walk into a room of strangers, but when they leave, They've got friends, they're setting up appointments, right? So it's very easy for them to network. Um, You've got S. I call these our stable Mabels. It stands for steady, but I say stable Mabel because this is the person where even though they may not be able to walk into a room full of strangers and leave knowing everyone, they're the type where if they see the same people, you know, week after week, month after month, They're going to have really strong, stable relationships. And then the last person is this conscientious, I like to call them, again, affectionately, like controlling Charlie, right? So this is the person they're going to dot every I, cross every T. We need these people in this industry, right? With contracts and with money. Um, For some people, you know, the real estate industry, this is the largest transaction they're ever going to make. So we need each one of these personality types. And I mentioned them because whether you're an agent, manager, 
broker owner or lender or whatever, right? If you understand how you connect with people, because what we're hearing right now is how do I get deals? How do I generate leads? Well, so again, if you understand how you best connect with people, if you understand that you shouldn't go to a large networking event that's one and done because you're stable Mabel, you need to see people every single week. I've had some agents, for example, just looking at that stable Mabel personality where whether it was creating a boot camp, you know, for just some of the people in their neighborhood, this is my favorite time of the year, fall, because it's football, college football particularly. But I had another agent who created just a tailgating party. Very simple, not real like hard, but she's closed eight deals from it. Not being salesy saying, I want to sell you a home. No, just showing up because for that personality type, being salesy, always cramming business cards down people's throat, that's just not going to work. So I'm going to sum it up again. Bottom line is by understanding how you connect with other people, what are your strengths in connecting with other people? And again, it does kind of follow these personality models. So I mentioned them so each person can save time. Why reinvent the wheel when it's already working? <laughs> so, so let give me an example on each. You gave me this stable Mabel, like, you know, the person who did the tailgate. Let's talk about the other three and um, agents that you've worked with who have developed something very specific to their personality and found success with it. I love it. (laughs) Okay, so let me go to now the conscientious, the C of the disc. And I've started, notice I started really with the two more introverted personality types of being stable, mable, conscientious. These are the two that traditionally, especially when I started my research back in 2017, these are the two personality types because they're introverted that a lot of managers at the time said, hey, they should only be in administrative positions. They can't do sales. They can't lead a brokerage. Not true. And again, just the research we found otherwise, but with the conscientious person, because they dot every I and cross every T, they should lean into referrals because particularly referrals from other either agents or vendors, like your lenders will love them. Other appraisers, home inspectors, interior designers. Why? Because they know the conscientious person will follow up. Sometimes when we give out referrals and you never hear how it's going, you're like, okay, I'm not going to give them another referral. But with the conscientious, you're going to probably get reports. You're almost going to be like, that's a lot of information, but it's good for you because that means I can send them more. So that's an easy way for them to grow their business. Again, even as a broker, this is a great way to really focus on your partnerships, right? Because instead of necessarily creating your own database from just the people that live in your area or the people that work in your area, your database becomes vendors, other agents that maybe don't live in your area, but want to refer to your area, right? Uh, Let's see. Now I'll go to the extroverted personalities. I'll start with Chatty Cathy. That's the influencer. 
That's the person we know. They don't have problems meeting people. That's never been their issue. But what I always say to them is they have to do the opposite of everybody else. The normal advice is focus on quant. Quality. I'm messing up the normal saying. Uh, I think the saying is normally focus on quality, not quantity. That's the normal saying. And I would say that absolutely is the truth for the D's, dominant people. I'll come back to them in a moment. But for our chatty Cathy's, our influencers, this is the opposite. Quality is easy for them. They actually need to focus on quantity. And what I mean by that is they could go to a networking event and Yes, they can work the room, but sometimes they get stuck and they're talking just to this one person the whole time. They actually need to focus on quantity. Another example is maybe in their follow up in one week, they may talk to two to five people just following up from that event. When in actuality, it should have probably been two to five people per day from that event. Right. So for influencers, quantity is usually out the window. They're not as focused on the numbers, but they should be. So my advice for our Chatty Cathy's, our influencers, is you already know how to connect with people, but I want you more than the rest of the personality types to set daily or at the very least weekly goals. You do need them. You need them. (laughs) And then our D's, I'm a D. We set goals naturally, and that's actually to our strength. We're actually also outgoing, but we got an edge to us, right? Because we want to get things done, and we want things done our way. And yeah, that can kind of rub people the wrong way. So our focus needs to be anyone what I call necessity Nickies. Everyone can focus on necessity Nickies, but we dominant people, uh, we do the best. Necessity Nickies are the clients that say, oh my God, X has happened and I've got to do something today. I've got to buy. I've got to sell. There are no ifs, ands, or buts. It could be a divorce. It could be relocation. It could be military relocation. It could be um, we're having triplets and our little one bedroom condo is not cutting it, right? So there's a necessity. And they have the financial wherewithal. So it's not you're trying to do repair or anything. Dominant people, we shine because other personality types may want to help them weigh options or may be very talkative. We're not going to do that. We're going to say, you're in this predicament. You've got two options, three options. Here they are. Choose. That's They need us. So we are... In those instances, we are a godsend, frankly. So that's my, that wasn't that short, but attempt to have give you a short synopsis for each. No, that's great. And I think it's, um, you know, it really provides kind of the groundwork or the foundation for, for agents to figure out, okay, who am I? That, okay, this is my my value proposition. And then moving forward, here's what I can do. And here here are the, the biggest thing I, I need to focus on. So I think that's really great. Um, and, and what I'm seeing is that, uh, like you said, a lo- you're seeing a lot of optimism. I'm seeing a combination. I'm seeing really a lot of newer agents who are very uncertain. They don't really know where to go from here. So what advice do you have for them to kind of help them reach that mindset of growth and opportunity, um, despite what the news is saying and, you know, what's being reported? 
Thank you, Tracy. Yes, for that distinction, because I will say most of the agents, really probably 95 percent of the agents I'm seeing that have that optimism, this is not their first rodeo. So that's why they have the optimism, because they understand. So I thank you for that distinction. Anyone that's more of a rookie, um, not just to sales in general, but maybe even they're new to an area, right? Because that that's different. That makes things different too. And I consider anyone new two years or less, sometimes even five years or less, just because of the flux of the world we're in and the market. I would often say a couple of things. I, I'm a big believer in affirmations. I'm a big believer in mindset and carving out and 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 really so the, to me, the power of what you say and what you think isn't necessary. I get it. I'm not saying it doesn't change the universe and what's happening around you. I'm not saying it doesn't. But I think the bigger thing is when we have this negativity cloud over us, we miss opportunities. We're, we're not in a mindset to even be aware and think outside of the box and be creative. So I would first say, have some affirmations. Secondly, to the point of our conversation, I would say, look for those that are the old guard that are positive, right? So those that they're out here hustling, they're out here still hitting their top producer numbers. And again, not everyone's value and mission is to be a top producer. I recognize that. I know we're all doing this for different reasons, But I think that doesn't hurt because you're going to hear different conversations coming from those that are at the top of their game and don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon. And I will say, just going back to my whole thoughts on profiting with your own personality, the reason why I've always pushed this ideology is because what we've seen is that when you understand yourself, no matter what the market does, and we've Listen, I've been around, I'm from a real estate family, so this is not my first rodeo either. And I have been through what we've got the dot com bus, 9 11, the Great Recession, housing becoming unaffordable, a pandemic. All of these things have happened. And so, for those of us that understand our, our personality, The market shift doesn't affect us because, again, the truth is when you're working on the housing side, I get there's commercial people, too. But for the housing people, it's finite. This is not an unlimited resource. So people, every single up and down the market has been through, people need to buy and sell. But it's how much are you going to tap into your own strengths that will make a unique difference for those in your sphere, your network, your neighborhood, your community. So tell me five maybe activities that um, newer agents can start today to help them. You said one of them was um, find an affirmation and, um, you know, maybe read that every day or listen to that every day. However, they're getting that. Um, What are some other specific things they can do every day to kind of reset their mind to look for opportunity? Absolutely. That's great. So yes. So we'll start with affirmations. I would say the second thing is either listen to great podcasts like this, connect with some of the veteran agents that again, you see in them 
this can do mindset. So that would be my second thing. And again, because of podcasts and videos and so forth, that's something you can do every day. Even if it's not a personal relationship, this is the next best thing to me. Third thing would be, again, I know it's different for each personality type, so I don't want to negate what I, all, everything else I just said, but I do think each and every day you should have an agenda for lead generation. Now I get when we're dealing with transactions, we've got things that we can't control throughout the day. I completely understand that, but I always encourage my agents, no matter if they're veteran or not, they have to carve out a space for specifically lead generation, because what that does is it means, again, as the market changes, you're not going to deal with what I call that sales roller coaster, right? Where it's up, okay, and now business is down. It does not, your, again, business stability does not have to be tied to the market. It does not. Fourth thing I would say is, I'm thinking it's a couple of things I want to say, but I'm trying to, since I've only got two more spots, two more spots. Let's see. I would say, I want to say, take a class, make sure. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put this, I'm trying to think what's in my top five. I'll put this in the top five. And that is, I would say either make sure you always have a class certification designation or a book that you're keeping in front of you. That to me, I'm a reader. So I'm an, I already said, I'm a geek, I'm a nerd. And one thing that I think has personally helped me, and again, just the agents that I work with, not everybody's a reader. And I, like I said, I'm aware of personality type. So I don't want you to think I hate books, but now I need to try to do it. No, go to a podcast. Personally, let me tell you, my cheat code is audible books. I love to just listen while I'm like walking my dog or driving or whatever. So there's a way around it. But again, new information, because I think a lot of times we get stuck and stagnant and we again get this, woe is me, the sky is falling because we're not exposing ourselves to new information. There's always possibilities, right? And then lastly, I would say be sure to have built-in breaks. New agents, in veteran agents get it. I personally was hospitalized during my tenure as managing broker at Remax because I was doing too much and I would not listen to my body. And for many of us, what the last two years have meant is a constant state of irregularity for our emotions, for our bodies. And it's almost like we're just trying to get get it while we can, right? But I want to really encourage everybody, build in breaks, even if it's just one of my favorite things to do now, I um, use... It doesn't have to be Peloton, but on their app, they've got this meditation section. So now every day before I get up or not before I get up, that would be interesting. (laughs) But when I get up and before bed and sometimes throughout the day, because they have these little five minute meditation things where you can just breathe. And that again, I get it. Some people are like, I don't want to get into meditation. What this app and most of the things I'm talking about, it's just breathing. It's just regulating where you are. So that would be my top five. Okay. Yeah. And I actually um, do, I use the Calm app and they have a seven minute, um, Jay Shetty has a seven minute um, meditation that offers a very valuable lesson 
in addition to some breathing. So it's kind of that combination of like, you know, the person that the personality that wants the very specific, you know, nugget and the person who wants the, the, the meditation side of it. And it's called the daily J. And I listen to that either first thing in the morning or right before bed, um, you know, depending. So, so yeah, there are all kinds of those really short um, things where you can take a break and just, you know, check in with yourself. So, so yeah. I love that you do that, Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now um, I, you know, what are some of the skills today that agents need that maybe they didn't necessarily have to call on in the boom market um, of even a year ago? Um, What are some skills they should be honing? You know, lead generation to me has always been kind of the bread and butter since I've been, since I've had my sales license, which I got in 2008, even though, again, I come from a real estate family and I was a real estate investor prior to that, I didn't start on the sales side until the market was crashing at the start of the Great Recession. And I will still say though, so now here we are coming up on 14, almost 15 years later, I will say for myself, for those I've coached in various parts of not just the nation, but even in other countries, there is this thread of how do I generate leads? How do I find business, quality business, right? So again, whenever we're at a place where the market is correcting or constricting or inflation's rising, that means we have to have these skills of lead generation. So that would be my focus. And again, like I've said, I believe in building it into your life. I like you to have a daily time, even when the market's good, even when, no matter what, because for me, the reason why I'm saying this is the nature of a habit. That's really why I'm saying it. Because if you can have these habits Even in certain parts of the country, I know some of you have been telling me it's not bad here yet. I get it. So in your part where if you're dealing with a good market or things, or at least for you, things have not started to shift, build the habit today of doing lead generation. And here's the key with lead generation that we found among the top 1,000. And that is you need to have at least five activities that you are doing weekly. Now, for me, the five activities really have to be based on your personality. So that gets into a lot because it really it can depend. But and, and when I say activities, it could be networking or it could be social media videos or it could be um, doing mailers or it can be calling everyone in your sphere. This is going that part is going to be very different based on everyone's personality. I know traditionally people will say, "Oh, cold call," but that's more for a dominant person. They'll say call everyone in your sphere, but that's more for steady uh stable Mabel, the steady personality type. So again, for me, I do delineate each personality because if you wake up and you don't want to do it, you're not going to build the habit. And to me, that defeats the purpose. So I know, Tracy, I keep going around the bush to get back to the answer. I think that's I think that's great. And I think that's something we don't really focus on enough. We provide information saying, do this and do that and do this. But the fact is that, 
you, you have to decide, is that the right thing for you? Because there are a lot of different paths to success in real estate um, and cold calling or door knocking might really work for one person. And it might be like the scariest thing ever for someone else. Like I would never do that. Um, and your authenticity shows as well. So if you're forcing yourself to door knock and you're awkward and you're not authentic, that won't be a success for you. So I think that's that's really, um, really interesting to, to focus on that. And I also want to say, um, you know, you mentioned a lot of lead gen and, and people, a lot of agents automatically go to, I have to pay a lot of money for leads. So talk to me, um, That'll that's kind of how we'll end this is, you know, lead generation doesn't always have to cost a lot of money. So, so talk to me about some of your um, thoughts on that. Absolutely. And I will say, I always feel like my sales side of my real estate career, because it started at the start of the Great Recession, I had to figure it out on a shoestring budget, right? So because of that, I've always been very cost conscious for the agents I work with, because I get it. I do have some people that come to me and this is their second or third career and their other careers have been lucrative. So they're like, look, I got money. I don't really want to spend my time generating leads. Let's use um, technology, whatever. I'll pay someone. But then for those of us that are like... (laughs) I don't have that same type of budget or luxury. I have the time. Let me take the time. And that, let me just emphasize, that's going to be the key. And this is what I always say to people. If you don't have time, you do have to outsource. You do have to spend money. It's, for me, it's one or the other. You've got time or you can pay for it. If you've got time, social media is still really king. Um, and, and for some people, social media is still intimidating. It's very politicized. I get it. But I want to encourage people, just like we're talking about from a personality standpoint, there is not one way to do social media. So if you're the type that's like, I would never do a video, you don't have to. But maybe like we're doing now, maybe you would do a podcast or maybe you can highlight some of your preferred vendors and they do the talking right? There's so many different ways, but social media to me is still one of the best ways for free. Well, I know Twitter is changing. Skipping Twitter, but between TikTok, Instagram, maybe Facebook, I know it's more pay to play, but there's still so many ways. Reddit, um, YouTube, there's so many ways to just get your message out there and get in front of people. So I would say Shoestring budget should absolutely be looking at social media and trying to evolve on as many of the platforms that you feel comfortable. That's the key. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts, um, final inspiration or motivation you want to leave the audience with? Yeah, I would say that I really want you to remember we have a finite amount of housing. You absolutely... And this is coming from someone that made it through (laughs) so many different market shifts. I would really encourage you, if you are feeling a little despondent about the times, to just remember that you can stand apart. It doesn't matter what other 
people may or may not be doing, you can still thrive in your marketplace. Well, Dr. Lee, thank you so much for all your words of wisdom today. We really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.